Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on News Radio 570 WWNC 880 and 92.9 The Revolution. Be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and sign up for the Speaking of Travel Travel Club, and you'll receive the latest travel news and tips. Speaking of Travel is brought to you by the Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's Gateway to and from the world. And when you fly home, you're home. That's flyavl.com. Appalachian Realty. If you're thinking of changing your scene from an old farmhouse to a neighborhood, visit AppalachianRealty.com. And by Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park, home to the most iconic landmark in western North Carolina. That's ChimneyRockPark.com. And by Private Italy Tours. Yes, that's Italy, folks. 2019 tours are available now. That's Private-Italy.com. And you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, speakingoftravel.net, on the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Well, you all know I'm a big fan of adventure. I mean, really, where would you be without a little adventure? As Eleanor Roosevelt once said, the purpose of life is to live it, to taste experience to the utmost, to reach out eagerly and without fear for newer and richer experience. And when presented with an opportunity for adventure, I say, take it. Okay, so what if we closed our eyes and imagined we are following our wonderlust and filling up our life with experiences rather than material things and going on adventures instead of just dreaming about them? Well, my guest today actually did imagine this and made it happen. Danielle Visco and Ryan Rabadou recently took an adventure-packed winter road trip to promote a functional nomadic lifestyle where work and play come together in partnership with Airstream. Hey, you guys, welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having us. You bet. So, Danielle and Ryan, where are we talking to you from today? Uh, We live in Stowe, Vermont. Stowe, Vermont. So is it still winter there? (laughs) Finally, it has ended, and the Green Mountains are now green again. Yay. I bet that is very, very heartening for you. It is. After a long winter as well. Yes. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Danielle, I know you're a photographer, so tell us a little bit about that. And I know Ryan is in marketing. And give us a little background. Sure, yep. Uh, so I'm a photographer up here in Stowe, Vermont. Um, I travel around the world and uh, across the U.S. shooting weddings, shooting for brands. Um, And so we one day decided that we were really interested in Airstream for our own personal use. So we went to our local Airstream dealer here up in Burlington, and we really loved the inside. We loved all the opportunities that the Airstream could provide us. So we decided to actually put a deposit down on one, Um, And then later that night, we were brainstorming, you know, 
how we could potentially get involved with Airstream since I do a lot of different commercial brand photography and we partner with different companies um, in a variety of different ways. But we, we like to partner with them and shoot lifestyle photographs so that they can use them for their website or social media marketing efforts. Um, and so we decided to pitch Airstream kind of blindly and just see if they might be interested in working with us. And uh, they ended up writing back. And from there, well, we can definitely talk about that whole process, but um, everything sort of unfolded from there. And Ryan, your background is in marketing. So I would imagine that thinking outside the box is something that you do anyway, right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So I, I specialize in sports marketing strategies and, you know, with the changing of marketing and, you know, the digital platforms. Everyone's kind of doing the same thing, so I kind of specialize in customizing uh, content. So this is right in my wheelhouse. Um, Danielle and I kind of do a lot of this, uh, you know, I guess bartering, you you could call it, um, where we partner with the brands and we use our expertise. And, um, you know, there's no real money exchange, just, you know, quid per quo. That sounds really great. So in the intro, I was talking about the minimalist uh, lifestyle. Is that something that you live now? So I would. So we, I lived on a boat um, for a number of years, and when I met Danielle, I was living on a boat, and she moved in with me. So I guess you could say I was a, I was a minimalist, and Danielle was not when she moved into my old boat. She brought <laughs> all of her stuff, and it got pretty crammed pretty quickly between my dog, myself, and her, and all of her clothes. So I sold that one boat, bought a bigger houseboat, and remodeled that. But uh, yeah, I've always lived pretty minimally. Um, Danielle now lives minimally (laughs) with me. Um, But we bought a house up here in Vermont about three years ago. It was just supposed to be for the winter as a ski home and investment. But, um, you know, we've got a, a... pretty substantial house and it's amazing how much stuff we've acquired now so it's not as minimal but i definitely don't need much but it's filled with a lot of travel trinkets we love to travel the world and collect things little memorabilia all over the house so well speaking of traveling all over the place i want to ask both of you did you grow up traveling was that something danielle and and ryan that as kids you did with your families Absolutely not. Not on my end. Yeah, I grew up uh, in a family that really didn't travel much at all. I'd say, you know, growing up, the definition of travel was going to an all-inclusive resort in either Mexico or Puerto Rico or the Dominican Republic or somewhere that felt um, pretty commercialized for Americans to travel to. And so that was always my image of travel. And now... Um, after meeting Ryan, I mean, our first trip was to Iceland, and then everything snowballed after that. We went to the Philippines. We go to Bali every year. This will be our fifth year in a row going there. Uh, we've been to Turkey, Africa. Um, oh, man, the list goes on. Japan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I never really traveled much. Um, I've always had the wanderlust. I've always wanted to. But I was big into sports and I had a, I have, you know, two other brothers and, you know, it was expensive for my family to get away. But once I graduated, within a, within a week, I booked a one-way ticket to Europe and I backpacked for two months and it was everything I had hoped for. And I've just been a travel 
guru ever ever since, and I I probably go outside the country four times a year. That's a lot of traveling, so you obviously love it. And I want to talk more, too, about, um, well, Danielle, give us an idea just briefly about your photography, because you say you go out, you you get jobs all over. Is is that something that you focus on? It is. Um, I'd say, um, I, I mean, I am a wedding photographer to some degree as well, and weddings definitely do help keep me afloat and pay the bills, but um, my real passion is travel photography, partnering with brands and giving them an insight and a perspective that they're not necessarily going to get from hiring a large ad agency, Um, something that Ryan and I provide from a photography perspective is that, that lifestyle component where these brands can, you know, see their product or their hotel or their experience from the mindset and the viewpoint of someone who's actually experiencing it. So, for example, we just got back from Greece, and I partnered with a catamaran sailing company in Mykonos. Um, And so what we provided the catamaran company was photographs of, you know, the two of us and two other people that we were with, and basically the entire experience from getting picked up by the dinghy boat to having lunch, to sailing around, to disembarking from the boat, all of those different experiences we were able to capture through photographs. And that way the company can use those images to either promote themselves through social media or they can use it as a selling point to other potential customers that can be like, hey, you know, this is what your day is actually going to look like instead of photographs that are filled with models and fake locations that just don't look very realistic for a lot of people. Well, Danielle, that sounds awesome. When we come back, I want to pick up right there and talk more about how you ended up partnering with Airstream and and a, a blueprint of the map. Cool. Awesome. Thanks, you guys. We'll be back. This is Marilyn Ball with Speaking of Travel. With 50 flights every day to and from cities like Atlanta, Charlotte, and Chicago, you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection. Choose Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, or United right here from Asheville Regional Airport. And when you fly home, you're home. Asheville Regional Airport. Take the easy way out. Leave ordinary behind with a visit to Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. Surround yourself with breathtaking views of Lake Lure and the Hickory Nut Gorge while enjoying six hiking trails, rock climbing with Fox Mountain Guide instructors, and Animal Discovery Den, unique events, and more. Whether you're new to hiking or a seasoned pro, there's something for everyone at The Rock. To plan your next Chimney Rock adventure, visit ChimneyRockPark.com to see an online trail map and a listing of the park's upcoming events. People call Asheville home for all different reasons, and they all mean a better quality of living that reflects their very own uniqueness. Whether you're looking for a funky loft in downtown Asheville, an arts and crafts bungalow in a walkable community, or a small farm to create your own artistic legacy, Appalachian Realty Associates will help you find properties as unique as you. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office 
office on Arlington Street, right near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. The gravel crunches under your shoes. Steam rises from a cup of fresh Italian cafe. The light, cool morning air lightly brushes your face. Your villa stands close by. This and so much more awaits you as one of the few lucky travelers to join Private Italy Tours during one of their unique and intimate small group tours. Come home again to Italy with Private Italy Tours. 2019 dates are now available. Visit private-italy.com. Private Italy Tours is a proud sponsor of Speaking of Travel. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars Thanks for listening to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball. And today I'm talking to Danielle and Ryan. They're up in Vermont. We're talking about traveling for work and traveling for play and connecting with these lifestyle components that are fun. Thank you both, Danielle and Ryan, for being on the show today and and talking to us from Vermont. Thanks for having us. You bet. So we were talking about uh, this connection uh, of partnering with brands and really being able to uh, portray the experience of what it's like to be at a destination or be in an accommodation. And you were talking about how you had this idea, you know, that you were going to get an Airstream and going and actually thinking of putting a down payment on it and then coming up with this idea. Give us a little bit more into that story of how that unfolded with Airstream. Yeah, so I guess I'll start at the beginning again. You know, we rent our house out in Vermont uh, pretty consistently, and it had booked out three months in advance. um, So we knew that the entire winter we were going to be hoteling it like the year before, and that was just kind of tough. And we got a second dog and moving all of our stuff in and out, you know, from Monday to Thursday, we were in our house, and then the other days we were out, So, especially in the in the cold temps of, of Vermont. So we were thinking about, all right, what if we just hit the road? And we've done, you know, I guess I've done seven cross-country road trips, and we've done some sponsored cross-country stuff in the past with stand-up paddleboard companies. So um, we were like, well, let's hit the road again, maybe get an Airstream. So we went and checked out the Airstream, fell in love, of course, right away. We have a in- incredible, incredible product. Um so we actually did put a deposit down, and that night, but we had a, a third, 30 days to let them know um, if we wanted the refund. So that night we were talking and uh, decided that we should just pitch them, and we started brainstorming some ideas, and the idea we came up with was hashtag outside the cubicle um, to show our work-life balance and to do it in the winter because no one, I think, is crazy enough to do a winter uh, snowboard, ski, airstream trailer trip and uh, go through those passes and put the chains on your tires. So we thought we had a pretty unique idea to pitch them, and we had the credentials, I, I believe, to, to make it happen. So the tough part was really getting, you know, we just wrote, you know, info at Airstream and whoever got back to us and one person, they were kind enough to keep passing us along to the right uh, contact. And then what happened? They that you talked to somebody and they said, "Okay, we'll give you an airstream." 
<laughs> I wish it was that easy. Um, so we didn't hear for a little while, and then we did have a follow-up conversation where it, we found out that we were, you know, one of five people that they were considering. So we put together a presentation. Um, they had asked us some questions as to what our mission was, what our goals were for the project, and what we wanted to uh, portray to you know, the Airstream following community. And we put together kind of a deck with some photos of things that we had done in the past and what our mindset was. Um, and then, again, we went through a lull where we didn't hear anything. And I was actually in Indonesia at the time, and I remember I had this inkling that I really should check my email because I was in a program where we weren't really checking our phones. And uh, there it was. It was like 5.30 in the morning Indonesia time, and I saw the air the Airstream email come through, and, and the first subject line was like, ah, we've decided to move forward with you guys. And so I remember calling Ryan and being like, you know, they, they picked us. And at that point, it was November, and the trip was going to start mid-January. So we were hustling to get our lives in order and get everything ready to rock. And from there, yeah, we had about two months, and then we went to Airstream headquarters to start start the eight-week road trip. Wow. And you had your two dogs, right? We did. Yep. We were really grateful and fortunate to be able to bring both of them with us. Um, they, I think they were, you know, the big selling point for the project, too, <laughs> even more than us. We like to think it was us. It was definitely our dogs. <laughs> yep. But we, we had included them in the original presentation deck as well. Um, but yeah, we have two Siberian Huskies. One will be 12 in July. His name is Oso. And the other one is a year and a half, and his name is Katut. So they uh, they loved the trip, honestly. Eight weeks in winter wonderland is perfect for a Husky. That sounds perfect. It's, it's actually very moving that... Um you know, that you you set an intention and you threw it out there kind of to the universe like, hey, you know, I, we, we can do this and we want to do this and we'll just start with info at. <laughs> right. Yeah, it happens more often than not. And something I do recommend to a lot of people that I talk to um, is that, you know, you'd be really surprised who says yes. I think a lot of people are afraid to pitch ideas or to take a risk or take the jump to reach out to someone or to a company. And, you know, it's really there are not many people doing it because the general consensus mindset is that, you know, someone's already done it or they won't get back to me or I'm too small of a fish. And I I think we've had a lot of luck because we do take the risk and we do reach out. And, you know, especially when it comes to barter trading, everyone is interested in, in barter trading because everybody benefits. And barter trading, let's talk about that just a little bit, because it's kind of an old-fashioned idea. You know, you think of the pioneering lifestyle where people didn't have an economy or, you know, currency. They did everything by barter. What does that mean today? Um, Well, I can tell you what it means to us, at least. I think for us, barter trading is, you know, we feel like we have something that we can share, whether it's um, photos or a mindset or um, this wanderlust way of life. Um, I think that, you know, exchanging money, and maybe it's a product of living in Vermont, which we both think is the last frontier, but um, this mindset of not exchanging money and instead kind of exchanging services or 
um, art or craft or whatever it might be, it's a little bit more fulfilling, I think, for both sides. Um, You know, everybody, at least fortunately for me, everybody really does need good photographs, especially in this day and age with social media being so important and everything is visual that, you know, a lot of companies are finally realizing how important these photos are. And a huge part of our life is experiences. So for me to be able to have these experiences that I might already be spending money on, if I can, you know, book a couple more jobs by barter trading the experiences instead of a money exchange, then then I'm all for it. And how can we find your photos and more information about what you're what you're doing and what you've been doing and and being able to visually look at uh, these amazing life experiences you're having so we have um, a few different ways instagram is a huge um, proponent of my work and so we have a travel account that we specifically post travel photos from these experiences on and that's the guiding lens and it's um just how it sounds the guiding lens l-e-n-s and that's Instagram. And then I have a professional Instagram for most of my wedding work. And now it's obviously starting to um, transcend a little bit more into travel work. But that's Love Lens, which is my photography company. And that's L-U-V as in Victor, L-E-N-S. So it's L-U-V-L-E-N-S, Love yep. Lens. Yep. Gotcha. So I am excited to um, hear this the the way the story unfolds that you've got the winter you know you're doing something that's really outside the box here like you said ryan you know how many people really want to take a trip you know in an airstream and camp out in the winter and you've got these two siberian huskies it's it makes for such a great image so when we come back from the break i want to talk more about how you made the decisions about what to bring and how to really get into that minimalist uh, experience for all those weeks on the road Sounds good. Awesome. Well, thank you both for being on the show today. This is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel. Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park's annual pass holders can look forward to endless adventures. The Outcroppings Trail to the park's iconic chimney is the ultimate Stairmaster. Hike with your kids to Hickory Nut Falls, one of the tallest waterfalls east of the Mississippi. Or take the new Skyline Trail to the top of the mountain. Pass holders are treated to exclusive events, as well as special deals at the park and area attractions. Upgrade your day ticket to an annual pass during your visit. Hi, this is Tina Kinsey, and I'm with Asheville Regional Airport, and I've got a travel tip for you today. It's important to be a savvy traveler. Understand the difference between different airlines' products. If you need to arrive at your destination on a certain day by a certain time, you may want to consider planning your flight arrival for the day before you need to be there. Air travel can always be delayed or canceled due to so many reasons, such as weather or mechanical issues. The airlines will certainly honor your ticket and get you rebooked as soon as possible, but remember, every airline is different. Some airlines have frequent flights every day, but other airlines may only fly a couple of days every week. 
so their ability to rebook you can vary. The bottom line, plan for flexibility. Airlines do their best to manage unforeseen situations, but they can't magically produce another plane and seats on that plane to accommodate every issue. So let's say you've got a cruise booked. Don't rely on an airline to deliver you to the city port just hours before your cruise time. Plan your trip to arrive the day before. Then, if something unforeseen happens, you still have time to go to Plan B. It's just smart planning. All this said, the good news is that airlines operate on time most of the time. Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Whether your trip to Italy reminds you of days past, a honeymoon, or a long-ago backpacking trip, come home again to Italy with Private Italy Tours. Picture your own private villa or four-star hotel, private guides who speak and understand the local culture, and days planned for your ease and comfort. This and so much more awaits you during one of their unique and intimate small group tours. 2019 dates are now available. Visit private-italy.com. Private Italy Tours is a proud sponsor of Speaking of Travel. Fly me to the moon Let me play among the stars And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars And now here's our good friend Doc Lawrence He's out there on the Gourmet Highway I hope you're keeping dry And today he's in Lynchburg, Tennessee Home to Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey Uh, And not to mention Johnny Majors. Hey, Doc, wish I was there. You know I love me some Jack. Marilyn, I'm in Lynchburg, Tennessee, halfway between Mont Eagle and Music City, better known to you and your listeners as Nashville. This is the home of Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, the legendary product that is also the largest selling whiskey on the planet. Only a few people actually live here. This is a cozy city. The courthouse is gorgeous. The court square is lined with stores with customers. It's hardly dead here. There's life all the time. Oh, Jack Daniels is that famous. And the name and the whiskey and the legend bring in people from all over the planet Earth. And Jack Daniels in Lynchburg is synonymous with Tennessee, standing on par with big names like the Grand Ole Opry and Hank Williams. Jack Daniels is more than just a place making whiskey in Lynchburg. It's also home to Lynn Tolley. Miss Lynn, as we call her, is the closest living direct descendant of Jack Daniels and is also one of the renowned cooks in the volunteer state who writes great cookbooks and is a regular on television in Nashville. Another great Lynchburg resident is the legendary football coach, Johnny Majors. Johnny has won national championships. He was the president of the College Football Hall of Fame and is also a distant relative of Jack Daniels. Lynchburg looks like something out of a Courier and Ives painting. It is just a gorgeous, cozy town, 
But each October, it is exploding with people who come here for the Jack Daniels International Barbecue Competition. It's the world's largest, and I think it's the world's best, but I'm a little biased, Marilyn, because I've been a judge at this event for 14 years, and it's my favorite thing to do each year during the fall, the way that I transition myself spiritually into the colder months of winter. This is where you meet people like Famous Dave Anderson. Famous Dave's products are on the grocery store shelves wherever you go. Barbecue sauces, steak sauces, chow chow, relishes. Famous Dave, a full-blooded Native American, is one of the most charming men I've ever met in my entire career. I like to leave every now and then and go explore some of the beautiful cities here in Maryland. Bell Buckle is just a few miles away. It's a city. Uh, it's a very, very charming small place. My attraction is the Bell Buckle Cafe, legendary for its fresh, locally sourced food, its country cooking. And when you dine here, you're liable to hear live music. It's a, they have a stage. They're close to many studio musicians that record in Nashville. And who knows, on a given night when you dine here, you might run into people like Miss Dolly Parton. When I come to Lynchburg and Bell Buckle, I always stay at my favorite farm resort, Paris Patch in nearby Normandy, Tennessee. The resort is operated by David and Claudia Hazelwood, two of the most cheerful and gracious hosts I've ever known, and their restaurant, Courtney Mill, sits right beside the Mighty Duck River in an old grist mill. It's a gourmet facility with great wines and a lot of good country cooking. Well, Marilyn, I've got an appointment to go to Nashville and it's about time for me to start checking out. Guess what? I'm going to see Old Crow Medicine Show. They're playing at the Ryman Auditorium. And this group of men has close ties to the mighty state of North Carolina. This is Doc Lawrence on the Gourmet Highway for Maryland Ball. And speaking of travel, saying so long for now. I hope to see you soon in your part of the South. Thanks, Doc. You know we'll be there together in the fall for that festival, and we'll catch up with you next week on the Gourmet Highway. Well, I'm catching up with Danielle and Ryan. They are telling us about their Airstream adventure that they just took. So you both just got back from this trip. Is that right? That is right. Well, give us an idea of what it was like. You had mentioned that you were, uh, like, had two months from the time you found out that they had said, you're the one, to actually going up and getting that Airstream. What what were you going through in your head, and what were you going through physically to to get prepared? Yeah, so uh, being a marketing guy who does a lot of sponsorships, first thing I saw is, okay, so we have Airstream. That's a pretty huge name. Who else can we bring on board um, that, that would be interested? Who would be a good fit? Um, and then assess from there. And um, being Vermonters, the first one that comes to mind for a big mountain ski trip, uh, snowboard trip, would be Burton. And uh, Jake Carpenter and Donna Carpenter, they live in Stowe, Vermont. And um, I actually coach volleyball with one of their upper management 
and uh, let him know what we were thinking. And if we got picked, I'd love to. This was a couple weeks before we knew, but I had, you know, informed uh, my my buddy who's upper management there about what I was thinking. He said, "Well, let me know if it, if if it goes through." And as as you know, it did. And they put us in touch with their marketing department, and uh, we were <laughs> grateful and fortunate enough to uh, be given a wish list of a bunch of Burton gear that we wanted to bring on the road. And, and it was the same same exchange uh, that we would just document uh, the gear that they sent us and all these amazing mountain towns with Airstream. And, you know, we were obviously transparent about it with Airstream, who we were bringing on. They thought it was great. Um, another company that we reached out to was Tubbs Snowshoes, who's a Vermont company, and they were all excited for us. So they sent us some products to bring on the road and snowshoe around, you know, the national parks with our dogs and do some really cool photo opportunities. Um, and then after securing those, uh, you know, we had some other companies, uh, like a bad company called Hudson Sutler, that we could, you know, organize our goods, and that's out of New York City. Um, so from there, we just kind of got the house ready for rental season, got everything in place with our handymen and our cleaners and just so we weren't stressed the whole time uh, with our with our house burning down while we were out, you know, going through some mountain paths. Yeah, we also, uh, we travel quite a bit. And normally when we travel, especially when we go over to Asia, we only bring one backpack each. Backpack is in like a hiking backpack. Um, so we've gotten really good at only bringing a few items of clothing and only really packing the absolute necessities. So for us, going on the Airstream trip, honestly, the the winter snow gear is probably what took up the most space. Um, in terms of other clothing items, we both probably had only, you know, one or two pairs of pants, one or two shirts, and then something nice in case we went out to dinner. But otherwise, it was full of dog food, photo equipment, and snowboarding gear. And the dogs were minimalist, too. We kept it to one dog toy per dog. Yeah. <laughs> Only one dog toy for you. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And what did you, what were you driving? Like, what did you hitch the Airstream on? So, fortunately, Airstream also lent us a truck. Um, so, we pulled the Airstream with a Ford F-150, which was awesome. Um, we had no problems whatsoever. And we have a truck of our own in Vermont, so we were used to driving a truck as well. So, that was no problem. That sounds awesome. So, when we come back, I want to talk more about um, your route and where you went. And and you were gone for, what, eight weeks? Yep, eight weeks. Wow. Well, thank you both, Ryan and Danielle, for being on the show, and we will be right back. The gravel crunches under your shoes. Steam rises from a cup of fresh Italian cafe. The light, cool morning air lightly brushes your face. Your villa stands close by. This and so much more awaits you as one of the few lucky travelers to join Private Italy Tours during one of their unique and intimate small group tours. Come home again to Italy with Private Italy Tours. 2019 dates are now available. Visit private-italy.com. Private Italy Tours is a proud sponsor of Speaking of Travel. 
Your business trip shouldn't start with a road trip. Hundreds of global destinations are just one connection away, starting at Asheville Regional Airport. Fly Allegiant, American, Delta, Elite, and United. Asheville Regional Airport, your local connection to the world. Visit flyavl.com to plan your next trip. Any real estate company's success is a reflection of its attention and care provided to its clients. Appalachian Realty Associates are proven to have the best agents around. And if you're looking for a place in Asheville and Western North Carolina, they'll help you find properties as unique as you are. Visit them at AppalachianRealty.com or at their welcoming bungalow office on Arlington Street near downtown. Appalachian Realty, helping people call Asheville home since 1979. Leave ordinary behind with a visit to Chimney Rock at Chimney Rock State Park. Surround yourself with breathtaking views of Lake Lure and the Hickory Nut Gorge while enjoying six hiking trails, rock climbing with Fox Mountain Guide instructors, and Animal Discovery Den, unique events, and more. Whether you're new to hiking or a seasoned pro, there's something for everyone at The Rock. To plan your next Chimney Rock adventure visit chimneyrockpark.com to see an online trail map and a listing of the park's upcoming events with 50 flights every day to and from cities like atlanta charlotte and chicago you can fly to hundreds of worldwide destinations with one easy connection choose allegiant american delta elite or united right here from Asheville regional airport and when you fly home you're home Asheville regional airport Take the easy way out. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. You know, a love of travel can really take you anywhere in the whole wide world. And sometimes it just is a matter of of asking and it will appear and that's what's pretty much been going on here with uh with danielle and ryan they've been telling us about their adventures in the airstream so ryan why don't you tell us a little bit about this airstream what give us an idea of the size and and what it was like living in that thing yeah so it was a 23 foot airstream i believe it was a 2000 14 was the model, um, the International Serenity. And, uh, yeah, we initially we had these ideas that would be a brand-new 27-foot, but um, it would be all sparkling. But what the Endless Caravan, what makes it so great is that it's a bunch of people who have done it in the past, and they reuse the, the same Airstream um, for these families and these couples who take it out and are the face of the campaign. And each person puts their own final, you know, their own touch on it of how they want it to be. And so when we got it, it wasn't really the same look that we we were going for. So we had to, you know, brighten it up a little bit and take some things off and really make it make it ours. We added some flowers um, that almost made it through the trip. <laughs> um, they, they were hardy. We had some cactus, you know, just some green space in there, and we like to brighten it up and make it feel airy. So, so we did that. And did you end up having to put chains on it? I mean, did you get into some bad weather? We did, and if you go through some of the old photos from the trip, um, you'll see we do have a section of content that is Ryan putting chains on the truck and the trailer. Um, at one point, 
I mean, we were very fortunate. Most of our weather was very favorable um, in terms of while we were traveling. But towards, I guess, about three-quarters of the way through the trip, we hit um, California, Lake Tahoe area right when they were getting ready to have an absolute ridiculous snow dump. I mean, I think the totals were around like 9 or 10 feet over the course of a week. But um, when we were arriving, we had... Neither one of us had ever experienced chain law before, and they take it very seriously there. So we had stopped for gas at a little gas station as we were getting ready to go over this path towards Lake Tahoe, and the gentleman at the gas station said, you know, just as an FYI, do you have chains? And Brian and I both kind of looked at each other, and we were like, no, we don't have chains, but we assumed that it was one of those, like, flexible rules, because I know in Vermont and New York where we both are and have grown up, you know, the chain law is definitely a little bit more, a little bit more lax, but he was very adamant about us having chains. And so we finally succumbed to him. We were like, okay, fine. You know, we'll, we'll buy the chain. So we bought the chain, started driving over the path because it wasn't really snowing at, at that point. And as we got closer and closer, we started seeing all of these trucks kind of pulled on the side of the road. And so, yeah, we ended up having to pull on the side of the road, put the chains on. And fortunately we did that because they, they have a, a stop before you can actually cross the path where they're checking everybody's cars. Wow. That, that is quite an experience. So did you, I guess you got settled in as that snow started dumping down. Yeah, uh, we did. I mean, we made it. We made it to Tahoe before the snow really started coming down. But that night of our first arrival, it was it was snowing so much, but we were insistent on going and checking out uh, the small little town of Truckee because we heard of this restaurant that had killer Caesar salad. So Caesar salad cravings will trump snowfall in our book. Um, but yeah, no, they ended up getting quite a bit of snow over the course of those next few days, and we were grateful to be there for that since obviously that was a huge part of our trip, um, chasing snow all around the country. And doing the snowboarding, are you both? Do you both uh, ski and snowboard? We both snowboard. So that must have been so much fun. It was. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us again where we can find these pictures and and look at your trip. Yep. So the pictures will be on two different Instagram accounts. One would be the Guiding Lens L E N S, and the other one would be on my other Instagram account, which is Love Lens L U V L E N S. Um, so those both have photos from the trip, and then we do have a website blog um, from the Airstream trip, which would be www.theguidinglens.com. And that's where we can really go and see more about the trip. Correct. And you can also go to the Airstream's website or Google Airstream Ryan Danielle, Airstream Endless Caravan, and that'll take you to the Airstream blog where you can see a lot of our photos and the story as well. I'm looking forward to that. So what have you all got planned for the future? I mean, that was a big trip that, you know, you're just coming back and getting settled in. But it sounds to me that you both have this wanderlust and this is not going to be, oh, let's just sit around and hang out now for a while. What's what are you all thinking? Yep. So we came back from the trip. Uh, we had a couple small trips that we went on. We just got back from Greece. Uh, we were in Greece and Sicily for about 10 days, and now we'll be home for the next 
month or so. Uh, we're planning on heading to Israel and Morocco, hopefully in July. Ryan's going to be uh, helping out with the lacrosse world championships that are being held in Israel in the middle of July. Um, so we're going to try to make a little trip out of that. And then we'll be heading back to Bali this fall for our fifth year in a row. Uh, we go there for about between anywhere between two weeks to a month at a time each year. Um, we have a, a furniture import-export business called Ohm Home Furniture where we um, import furniture pieces from Bali into the U.S. and we sell them here um, in store and online. So we'll be, we'll be heading back there in the fall to source some new pieces, connect with old friends, and um, just get our, our wanderlust in. Well, it sounds like you guys are entrepreneurs, you're adventurers, you're, you, you've got so many things going on, and, and your lifestyle just sounds so much fun. It, give us an idea of, you know, we talked a little bit about this nomadic lifestyle and the minimalist lifestyle, and, uh, but just give, give us an idea and we talked about it, too, a little bit of, you know, stepping out and really being able to say, I have this dream or I have this urge and being able to get your head set around making that happen. You want to speak to that? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to. I, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure how to answer that. Well, you you make things happen by you know just saying let's just go for it. Let's let's write to Airstream and just inquire. Like, is this going to happen? Would you say that um, you know making these kind of gestures of we're not going to sit still. We we want to travel. We want to do things. Being able to step out. Um, just what? Give us an idea of of that wanderlust inertia that you have to to step out of your familiar zone into places that are unknown. Yeah, I think for us, you know, one of the biggest draws and something that we really are so addicted to is that we connect with so many people in these places that we go to, and that's really what drives our desire to keep traveling. I mean, we've made friends in so many different countries, in so many different capacities, through so many different things that we've done in those particular places that I think, you know, being able to connect with those people, stay in touch with them after we leave, and then feel like we can always go back and kind of pick up where we left off, that drives a lot of our desire to keep exploring new places, keep making new friends, keep learning from those people, and and then, you know, continue to kind of grow our network of of connections that we have across the world. Yeah, I would, you know, to piggyback off of that, I think I value the greatest wealth in relationships and experiences. And what traveling has done for me on both those fronts has, you know, always kept me hungry and pushing and never wanting to just settle. And, you know, I, I do like to be alone at times, but I, you know, that's just recharge my batteries and, and get back out there. And I have this you know, this thirst that needs to be quenched, which is, which is traveling and, and, uh, getting out there and having those experiences and meeting people that that's what does it for, for, 
for me, and I would like if I can speak for Danielle for her as well. Well, you've made new friends here, both of you. I can't thank you enough for being on the show today. This is, to me, what it's all about as well. It's making these connections, learning. You know, we all have stories, and being able to share those stories and and connect with the people that that we meet and I am so excited that I've that I was turned on to you guys and that you were here on the show today. Thank yeah, you for being here. Thanks so much for having us. It sounds like we'll be talking for many years to come. I think so and at some point we'll connect. If you're ever down in the Asheville area, you need to come on by. We yeah. love Asheville and we will certainly take you up on that. Awesome. Well, thank you, Danielle, and thank you, Ryan, for being on the show. And this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. I want you to go out this week and really imagine yourself doing something that you've never done before and send somebody a message and say, hey, I'm interested in this. And remember, don't postpone joy. Don't postpone joy.